Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God is good all the time. Amen. I'm hearing lots of people comment on uh, the uh, the favor that prayer has found in the last two weeks. Amen. We don't want to lose that. We've known. We've known. I mean, it's the answer all along. Amen. But uh, they didn't know it until they needed it. Amen. There was no atheist bold enough to stand up and say, well, we don't need to be praying. Uh, you know, a couple Monday nights ago. Amen. <laughs> Nobody was bold enough to say it then. And, and it, it, we just believe God that by the grace of God, it'll be a long time before one of them is bold enough to say anything about it. So we're, we're on the right track. Amen. And, and, you know, really, I don't believe God hurt Damar Hamlin on purpose or let him get hurt on purpose. Amen. I believe the devil did that. But God will use what the devil does for his glory. And it's just got a whole lot of people's attention because, you know, coaches got fired in, in 2022 because uh, they prayed. You know, and that is, that is just a sad statement of our schools. And if you go back to where our schools come from and, you know, uh, some of y'all don't remember it and you think it's funny, but I did have some reading books. It was uh, uh, C. Dick Run. Run, Jane. You know, uh, see the ball. You know, and you, you got those words. And we learned from the, the old time. And, and uh, uh, you know, they used to teach us right and wrong. And, and there used to be. There used to be the Ten Commandments on the wall. And there was prayer every morning before you started school and a pledge allegiance to the flag well I have to say this for Adair County I don't know if every other county does it or not and I don't even know if the past administration did they probably did if I know Gail but before, their, before they start I watched a couple of their sessions online they put them live online and then you know you can go back and see them uh, they said the pledge of allegiance and, and then uh, Judge Bryant prayed a prayer you know, that would, that would shame some preachers. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. He, I mean, he prayed a pretty good prayer. But now, let me, let me tell you something. His father-in-law was a godly man. Mr. Piles was a godly man. And he, he had them in church. Amen. And, and they were raised to do what's right. They may not always done what's right. But his father-in-law was a godly man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, it, it matters. And it marks you. And it marks everything. It marks everything. And if you didn't come from a family like that, a lot of us did, thank God. But if you didn't come from a family like that, you'd be the start of it. You'd be the head of it. If the Lord tarries is coming, we're passing something great down. Amen. Hallelujah. For the future. So, so uh, they're praying up there wherever they meet. Glory to God. Amen. And asking God to bless them and asking God to help them know how to do what's right for the people. You know, now, now a politician that will pray that, you know, you know, they may just be praying it and secretly ha having their agenda, but I was, I was uh, thankful for that because he really did pray, Lord, show us and help us make right decisions. Yes. Amen, and do this the way you'd want it to be done. Now, that's good prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I got some things on my heart. I, I do think this nation is turning back towards God. 
But I think we've slipped a long, long way. And unfortunately, society uh, is, is what it is, and the church is attached to it too much. And we have a tendency to let society lead us rather than let the Spirit of God lead us. And uh, uh, it's, uh, I'll, just, I'll just spit it out. It is just easier to live in the flesh than it is to live in the Spirit. And you can be churchy in the Spirit. You can be religious. You know, uh, most churches run on board meetings that use the same parliamentary procedures that they use uh, in, in those meetings. And, and that's what they think church is, and that's what they think church membership is. We get to have a vote and say, but, you know, it needs to be people surrendered to God, seeking God, finding God's will, knowing God's will, and surrendering to God's will, and trusting God for everything. Amen. And uh, well, we've got away from that. And then we've got to, to the place where people can... Uh, uh, say you know well we got to try something new what, what, what's going to reach people and, and so we come up with a, because of some polls some people they asked some people why they didn't go to church and so some people said well I don't want to get dressed up so uh, uh, all of a sudden now preachers stop wearing suits and, and uh, uh, it, it, it just went all the way away from that Amen. And I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, God won't hear you if you're not in a suit. But, but I, I love God more than anything. He's the most important thing in my life. And when I stand representing him, Smith Wigglesworth wouldn't even pray for anybody. He had his suit. He, when he took his suit off at night, he hung it on a, a, one of those chairs with the coat hanger built into it and stuff. And a valet, they call it. Or he had everything laid out right there. And if somebody come in the middle of the night, called in the middle of the night for him to go prayer, he got up and put his suit and said he'd be right down. He may answer the door in his night robe, but if he had to pray for somebody, he said, I'll be right back. He put that suit on and came down and prayed for him because he honored God. Amen. And I'm, I'm just saying, we have a, just a lack of reverence and respect and honor. And, uh, you know, I, I, I suppose in a very few instances... Honor and respect has been abused, and some people got the big head and didn't treat people properly. But n nobody that I know acts like that. Amen. And I, I honor Dr. Jacobs. I, I love him. I appreciate him so much. And he's never acquired anything of me. Never. Amen. What I do, I do out of honor because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Amen. And I know how that works. And I know if God deals with me to do something, then I better do it. Amen. I want to do it because it's for my good, not for anybody else. But just some way or another, we've just lost respect and, and, and reverence. And Some of the old-time preachers, you know, they'd get up and they'd slam the pulpit and said, what we need is the old-fashioned fear of the Lord. And I think that's right sometimes. I think, uh, I think uh, you know, uh, some of them don't want you chewing gum. I ain't looking around to see who's chewing. Or they didn't want you chewing gum in the sanctuary because some people in the house of the Lord, uh, will, you know, will stick their used gum up under the chair. You know, uh, 
I don't know if nobody's done it, but I, I have uh, picked up toenails where I guess my preaching got boring. Amen. <laughs> and I don't know if a man took off their shoes or if it was a, a big woman because there's big toenails. <laughs> I don't know if it might have just been a big woman with big old feet, you know, had sandals on or something. And, you know, well, I'm, it's a good time to pick my toenails here. <laughs> toenails up and we'll just leave them right here. You know, somebody probably comes along and cleans the church anyway. So, <sighs> Hallelujah. But it is the house of God. And now, people go overboard with it. You know, p people do go overboard with it. And, you know, we like to keep everything clean and stuff. And we, so we don't, I mean, I know it's not, I, you know what? We are the church. Yes. We are. We are, and I understand this, but this is a, a nice place. But some people get all caught up in stuff like that and rules and regulations. And uh, uh, they misunderstand. And for some reason, for some reason, when I first got saved, of course, uh, uh, Albert Hadley was, was much younger then because I've been saved 40 years. And Albert don't get around like he did. Amen. But he was a pastor and had a good church. And uh, I wound up there a few times and seen him. He was there at the tent meeting that I got rededicated in. And then uh, I saw Brother Stevens. And Brother Stevens wasn't a big man, but he carried himself with authority. He carried himself with authority. And then, and then when he preached, I mean, you know, fire shot out of his eyes and, and out of his mouth, and he could preach. <laughs> he could preach the paint off the wall. And, and then uh, uh, I saw uh, H. Richard Hall and R.A. West early on. And, you know, they all wore, wore black suits. And H. Richard Hall and R.A. West slicked their hair back, straight back. No, well, uh, Brother Hall had some waves. But R.A. West didn't even have no waves. It just slicked straight back. And, you know, I guess they had their wife or somebody just get the scissors and just clip it off at their collar, right, straight across the back. That was their style. And that's the way it was every time you saw them. But, man, they, they'd preach. And uh, they'd give everybody who wasn't Pentecostal down the road. You know, if you, if you didn't do like they did, you know, uh, hell's awaiting. <laughs> yeah. And so for some reason, I got this picture. I got this picture as a young baby Christian that God was just a little bit meaner than the meanest preacher that I knew. And by the course of life, I found some mean preachers pretty quick. And they were scary. You know, and, and uh, uh, as a young preacher, I always wanted to sit down and talk to somebody and pick their ear. But I was afraid, I was afraid of some of them. I, I, I was afraid I'd ask the wrong question and get jumped on and stuff. Uh, and so I thought God was just a little bit above that until he showed himself to me. Yeah. Amen. Until I saw for myself that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. And, and that uh, Jesus was the express image of the Father. Amen. When Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so I realized that God is a God of love, and God loved us so much that the God of judgment in the Old Testament uh, had a plan and made the supreme sacrifice for us to come under grace. Amen. And God is not mad at us, any of us. God was not mad at us when we were sinners. Amen. He, his love was, was out there, putting this gospel out there, hoping to draw us in. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then again, I'll just tell people don't go to, to hell because of their wickedness. 
they go to hell because they don't receive Jesus. And when you receive Jesus right, it'll deal with your wickedness. Uh, and if you stay plugged in and stay connected, amen, it'll, it'll work on us. And the more we're connected, the more we're plugged in, the more it'll work on us. The more we give ourselves to it, the more it'll work. But God's a good God, and, he, and He's so full of love and life that He wants us to be drawn to that love. It's the goodness of God, it says in the New Covenant, that leads men to repentance. But I know, I know it just seems like some people just don't want to acknowledge God at all. Don't want to think about God at all. And I, and I remember when I was like that. Amen. When I was backslid on God, I didn't want anything to remind me of what the truth was because I was working so hard to convince myself that it wasn't real. And that it, I, I was going, you know, so I could just keep on doing what I was doing. Amen. But oh, I didn't think I wanted to get set free. But when I got set free, how wonderful it was and how sweet it is. Amen. And I wouldn't go back for nothing, praise God. Hallelujah. But he's good. So, but I come across a couple of scriptures, and I've pondered them, and I feel like I should talk about uh, what, the, what the fear of God is. Amen. And, and, and how, what our attitude should be towards God. Amen. And uh, I believe it'll help us. Because, because basically it is a great thing. It is a great thing. In Proverbs 14, uh, if you'll turn there with me, two verses, 26 and 27. And I'm reading in the New King James, and then we're going to read it in the Passion Translation. In the New King James, it says, In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and His children will have a place of refuge. And then 27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, to turn one away from the snares of death. Well, that's pretty good. And, and, and that can be interpreted a lot of ways. But, you know, what I think that saying is, is, is pretty much summed up in the passing translation. Now, I know you're going to run into people, especially here in the Bible Belt, that think if anybody reads anything from anything other than the King James Version. Many Baptists are like that. Uh, hard shell Baptists are like that. They they uh, they don't they don't like any other translation because they go to the Book of Revelation. It says, "If anyone adds to or takes away from the words of this book, let them be accursed." Amen. Well, translations or versions, they're all translations of the original Hebrew and Greek documents. And the King James version was King James hired a bunch of scholars to interpret it into English amen and they were just men and so I believe I believe that the the scrolls were were God breathed men wrote them as the Holy Spirit moved upon them but I don't necessarily think that the King James scholars were holy men anointed to do that amen because some places they you know now we have Greek dictionaries and people study Greek and Hebrew and know and understand. There's some things that are kind of not exactly the way uh, it was written in the Greek and Hebrew. So uh, the Passion Translation is a new one that's come out, you know, hadn't been out that long, but it's very, uh, I like it. It's, it. It is a translation, a translation of scriptures by a man who loved God passionately and who was a, a prayerful, spirit-filled person who just put it in words that we could understand. Amen. So it's good to read. Amen. And especially if you read, 
I like the New King James Version because many Bible scholars say it is more accurate than the King James to the original Greek. It is rated as one of the most excellent translations. translations. And it takes out the these and the thous and words we don't use in everyday English, which, you know, God, God don't care if you say thee or thou when you pray. Amen, you could say, you know, y- y'all, y'all are, <laughs> you know, the most important thing is to say help. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> we all need help. Amen, he hears that. Amen, but, but this, the, the, listen at this passage, and, and, and this is exactly what I felt like this was saying to me. Confidence and strength flood the hearts of the lovers of God who live in awe of him. And their devotion provides their children with a place of shelter and security. Isn't that good? Yes. Amen. That's what, that, that's what in the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. I believe that's saying the one who has the fear of the Lord, the, rever- the reverential awe. And I want to come out and define the fear of the Lord is reverential awe. Reverence. Wonder. Not not afraid if he was walking in the woods at midnight and, and Sasquatch hollered and you could tell he was just right around two or three trees away from you. Amen. If you wasn't a track star, you'd become one. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We could move faster than we thought. Amen. <laughs> you know the reason they ain't got no pictures of him? Because most people didn't wait around to get a picture. <laughs> If they really saw him, they, if they really saw him, they's gone. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory to God. Uh, but the fear of the Lord is reverence and worship, and just loving Him so much, and so thankful of His awesome goodness. And if you've walked with Him a little while, or if you're raised around people who've walked with Him, you know and understand they have that reverence, reverential awe, because they've seen all the good things that God has done. And it amazes us. Amen. He's been good to me. Amen. And I know he's not meaner than the, a little bit meaner than the meanest preacher I ever knew. Amen. He's, he is love. That's what the Bible says. God is love. Amen. But, the, but, but confidence and strength flood the hearts of the lovers of God who live in awe of him. That's how we ought to live. In awe of God. It, it, always mindful of God. I want to please God. Amen. I want to do God's will. I want to honor God's word. Amen. Verse 27. To worship God in wonder and awe opens a fountain of life within you, empowering you to escape death's domain. My goodness. So the, the New King James said, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Well, that's good. I understand that, that if you love and fear the Lord, you know, it, it'll, it'll direct your steps to turn away from darkness. It, it, being saved doesn't make you perfect. Being saved means you're born of the Spirit. Amen. And your spirit is made perfect. Your spirit, man, your inner man is made perfect. Amen. But you still have this mind, will, and emotions, which is soul. First Thessalonians says we need to, be, to pray that we'd be sanctified, holy, spirit, soul, and body. So in, in the epistles in the New Covenant, there's three parts to man, where uh, before that there's just uh, uh, 
spirit or soul, they, they, they say they're both. And body, body and spirit. But the, the spirit and the soul are two different things. And your spirit is the part that gets born again. Amen. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Uh, old, all old things are passed away. All things become new. When you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus to get saved, it, it, didn't, it didn't change your appearance unless you had an ugly frown on your face and now, now maybe now you're smiling. Amen. Maybe your countenance. Maybe you were depressed and some people could be full of demons and stuff and all that goes off them and their countenance changed. But if they had a big nose, they still got a big nose. If they had three teeth, they still got three teeth. <laughs> Amen. Although I've seen, uh, heard of God filling teeth and God actually healed one of my teeth for, for years. Praise God. I finally had to have something done to it, but... but uh, at the time that, that I prayed and believed that I received in, in a church service, in a Pentecostal tent meeting, praise God. Hallelujah. It was hurting bad, and, and uh, I was working for myself. I didn't have no insurance, and, and uh, I knew. How many knows you know when you know that you've got a cracked tooth and you need a root canal, and I didn't even know if they could save the tooth. And it was one of them, you know, where it really showed. So I really didn't want to lose that one, you know, because, you know, then I look, look like I could work at Waffle House. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just being funny. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Listen, if we'd, all become, if we'd all become liberal, amen, then the government would fix all our teeth. And we could all get implants and, and veneers. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody be equal. Everybody be the same. It wouldn't just be for the rich and famous. I'm kidding. Y'all know I'm kidding. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I prayed. He said, if you want anything to do, and I was thinking, I was meditating on, because I was listening to tapes where God filled people's teeth. Amen. Hallelujah. Supernaturally. And uh, it's happened in Dr. Dufresne's meeting. It's happened in Dr. Jacob's meeting. Praise God. Meetings. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so I was laying hold of it, and I got it. I was in a lot of pain. I was in a lot, of, and all that went away, and you could taste the abscess. We haven't anybody ever been there? You could taste, and it all went away. Praise God! And I and, and got solid, and didn't have nothing for years, till I could afford it. Praise God! <laughs> Hallelujah! And then, then I guess when I could afford it, I didn't exercise my faith as much. But glory to God! Hallelujah! But uh, we need to understand this. And we need to understand and have the right kind of fear of the Lord. It's, 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 it's not a fear of like it would be a monster. Uh, because God has not given us a spirit of fear. But of love and of power and of a sound, uh, of a sound mind. And, and actually it says fear not. The Bible says fear not like over 360 times. Front, cover to back. So. God's not intending for us to be afraid of Him like He's going against us. He wants us to reverence Him and love Him because He's good. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the way you receive. Amen. I know a lot of people that keep all the rules because they have the wrong fear of God. Amen. And, and they dress a certain way or ladies don't wear makeup and jewelry and stuff because they fear God. Amen. But then, really, that doesn't cause you to have faith, and that doesn't cause you to receive anything 
from God. Now God wants us to, to be led by the Spirit, filled by the Spirit, and, and be in awe of Him and hang out with Him. Desire to be close to Him, desire to hear His Word, desire to know His voice. And then, you know, if, if you're accustomed to wearing something that's inappropriate, the Spirit of God will show you gently to, to make changes. Amen. That's what He does. Hallelujah. If we yield to Him. Amen. Oh, glory. To worship God in wonder and awe opens a fountain of life within you, empowering you to escape death's domain. Amen. If there's any wickedness in your life that's worthy of death, praise God that worshiping God and walking with God, hallelujah, empowers us to turn away from it. That's how God works. And that's, that's what holiness, true holiness is. Praise God. It's not uh, we quit this and we quit that, so now we're better than everybody else. Amen. I remember when people made fun of me because I spoke in tongues and I fell out. And I, I, I would sing and shout and praise God. And, and uh, they made fun of me for that. And uh, uh, Christian people. And so, so I made fun of them for going to the fair. Amen every night because, you know. Hey, when you got saved where I got saved and come up under what I come under, you knew that was of the devil. Amen. <laughs> And I knew it was of the devil when me and Ricky was teenagers, too. Because <laughs> I ain't going to tell you none of them stories. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So I criticized them. Then, then I had a relative tell me, you know, Brother Randy, if you'd stop throwing that mud. I said, when you throw mud at somebody, if you try to knock it off, it just smears. But if you let it dry, then you can just knock it off and it comes right off. And, and I got it. I got it, and I realized God wasn't pleased with me fighting back. Right. Amen. He said, turn the other cheek, and I wasn't. Amen. I, I, I said, if you want war, you got it. <laughs> Let's go. Amen. I, I wasn't walking in love like I ought to. Amen. Hallelujah, but you got to learn. Yes. But see, if you're walking awe of him, then he empowers you. Yes. And I was able to, uh, I was able, and, 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 and when it come to word contests, I could hold my own. <laughs> I really could. I had wit and and uh, 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 I embarrassed more than one person in my day for messing with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I, I just gave it up. Praise God. Colossians 1. Let's look at this. We're going to get somewhere here this morning. Praise God forevermore. When I'm done, I'm going to do my praying and turn it over to Andrew. And he'll close out the service and receive tithes and offerings. Praise God. Hallelujah. Colossians 3, 1. If you then were raised with Christ, and we, we have been if we're born again, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, setting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, you also appear with Him in glory. Well, this is really, you know, kind of talking about baptism. We're buried with Christ in baptism after we're born again. It's an outward sign. But we're raised up with Him. Amen. And we truly are. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus when we become a new creation. Amen. And so this says, once you do that, this is telling us how to live. We need to set our minds on things above. We don't automatically set our minds on things above. That's why we need the local church and pastors and church family 
to teach us and show us and train us. We need to set our minds on things above. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This, there's a lot of truth right here. If, if people would learn to set their minds on things above, we would have so much less problems with depression. Amen. And uh, uh, just a whole lot of problems. But now they, they say, you know, you're not supposed to tell them not to do anything like that. Just leave them alone. Let them be that way. Let them go get their prescription. Leave them alone. That's how you're supposed to treat them. Well, that, you, know, you know where that advice comes from. And if you're, if, you're, if you're fighting things, I pray for you. I love you. I'm not being mean. But let's try the word. Set your mind on things above. When you start thinking bad stuff, don't just keep going there and wallowing it over and over and over. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And you can do that. And even if it's a demon, the demons can be cast out. And you can cast them out of yourself if you'll follow on in the Word. In other words, also, when you get born again, you haven't arrived, and it's not all over. It's just the gate. You're just learning how to start living and living this Word. And we've neglected that a whole, a whole bunch. Amen. People are just after numbers. We got so many saved. Amen. Hallelujah, so many signed cards that they accepted Jesus. Well, we need to get in here and go on with God. Amen. And live in the reverential awe of God. Amen. The Passion says on this one, just to make it clear now, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of all power, honor and authority yes feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities not with the distractions of the natural realm your crucifixion with christ has severed the tide of this life and now your true uh, your true life is hidden away in god in christ in christ and as christ himself is seen for who he really is who you really are will also be revealed, for you are now one with Him in glory. So as, as we focus on God and meditate on the things of God, it's going to bring this life of God out in our lives, who we really are. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Again, I am a Spirit, which is my heart of hearts way down deep inside, that's what got born again. I have a soul, which is my mind, my will, and emotions. Romans 12 said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Amen. So, uh, there, I beseech you, brethren, so he's talking about safe people, present your bodies, this, that's the outside, a living sacrifice to God which is your reasonable service. We're supposed to do this. When you become a Christian, you're supposed to live for God. Yes. Amen. Your life is not your own. When you're a Christian, you're supposed to live for God. Amen. Now, not everybody who says that they're a Christian does that. Amen. I'm, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of the politicians said that they were, and they're still doing wickedness, and a lot of uh, movie stars say that they are, but they're still... Uh, doing things praise God now Jesus is the judge and they may 
they may truly have been born again, but they stopped living in awe of him. You understand what I'm saying? And, and let stuff... But, but when we do that, when we walk after the Spirit, when we live after the Spirit, and we renew our minds on the Word of God, hallelujah, everything is different. Uh, let's, look at, uh, let's look at Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to give you a few verses here, read a few verses here, which are, which are really good. Hallelujah. So that we know and understand who we are, what we are, what this new birth means. And so that we can live in awe. We want to live in awe of Him. Paul says to the church at Corinthians, he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He said, I didn't come like a big puffed-up know-it-all speaking big words and fancy words. And I've seen people do that, use big words and, and uh, trying to impress people. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. He had the Holy Ghost working. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And Lord, help the church today. Our faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. And, uh, you know, it says, uh, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. It speaks of that in these epistles. Praise God, which we live by. <sighs> Your, uh, your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Verse 6, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, spiritually mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Not the worldly wisdom. Amen. But the spiritual wisdom. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words with man's wisdom, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, he's talking about the Holy Ghost, and he's, he's talking here even about the heavenly prayer language. Uh, that, that's a language that man's wisdom can't get, but it's a spiritual wisdom. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. 
nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So this says we've been given the spirit from God that we may know the things that have been freely given to us from God. These are spiritual things. This is walking after the spirit. And we renew our mind in the word of God. The word of God always agrees with the spirit. So as you love the word of God and you're in awe of God and all his promises, God's good. He's not just out to try to get you to quit this and quit that and not have any fun. He wants you to have more fun than you ever knew. But it's right kind of fun. It's his fun. Amen. We have the mind of Christ. Now, uh, the, the, it says the natural man cannot know him. The nat, verse 14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him. Well, what's a natural man? I want to ex- explain that to you, make that clear to you this morning before we go. And, and we'll go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. Just go on. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. And I, brethren, who do you call brethren? People that are saved too. Church folks. He said, now listen here, church church folks. I couldn't even talk to you like spiritual people, but I had to talk to you like carnal people. So here's another kind of people. Carnal people. As to babes in Christ. So we got a natural man and, and now a carnal man. A carnal person. And carnal means after the flesh. Led by the flesh. Controlled by the flesh. And he said, and these were, spirit, these were brethren. He said, but you're carnal. I can, we can't get on the spiritual stuff because you, know, you ain't living in the awe of God. The things of God aren't important to you as they ought to be. You've missed it. Something's leaked out somewhere. Amen. You didn't get connected right. You need to reconnect. Amen. And hook up with this. Amen. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. And until now you're not able to receive it. And even now you're still not able. Well, what's milk? Milk is, is uh, I don't know, scientists today say milk's not good. But I don't know how all these babies for all these centuries survived on milk but uh but we did but some people say milk's not good i've, I've known some so I, I i like milk amen hallelujah i don't think the scripture says you'll go to hell if you drink milk praise god but some people don't like it but milk here is something that you, you you'd give an infant something plain not not a lot of spices in it or not something you don't have to chew something you can just sip amen because you ain't got no teeth Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sop you some bread and in, in, in milk and suck on it. Amen. Because you ain't got no teeth. Amen. Hallelujah. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you are not able to receive it. And even now you're still not able. For you are still carnal. You're still living after the flesh. You're still letting your flesh control you and dominate you. Amen. Still throwing temper tantrums. Amen. Hallelujah. Still t- trying to control and manipulate people and, and, and uh, uh, selfish and not walking in love like we ought to be. Amen? Not living in the reverential awe of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So it, it can happen. Am, am I right? Yes. It happened then. It's still happening. 
Praise God. Uh, for our, You're still carnal. For where there are envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? And now mere men would, just, would be natural men. See, a natural man has never had anything spiritual happen. Never been born again. Now, uh, a spiritual man is some, someone that's had something spiritual happen, and they've kept it alive. They've walked in the awe of God. Maybe, maybe we're not all the way arrived, but we're on the journey. And we may get knocked down, we may get staggered, but we get back up. But now the carnal man is, is kind of just barely hanging in there. Amen. He can't, ha- he can't handle no meat. The meat's the good stuff. The meat's where you're healed and blessed and, and prosperous. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Some people aren't ready for that. That's why you've got all these preachers who say, you know, those TV preachers, they just want your money. You better watch them. You know, and, and if, uh, I mean, the, the world doesn't have to criticize the church. The church criticizes itself. We got, it. we got a corner on the market. Everybody putting down everybody else. Some people posted some stuff on Facebook. Fairly innocent. But I just sat there and thought, and I said, do I want to jump in on this and, and comment? How many people is this post going to get saved? And how many people is it going to push weeks away from their salvation because they see how we are? Yeah. Amen. If you're going to post something on the Internet, or, and the only reason they're posting it is because... I want somebody to think that I'm spiritual or that I'm religious. I want to show how much religious knowledge I have. Amen. You shouldn't be posting something because sinners are going to read that. Is it going to help them or is it going to hinder them? Hallelujah. But people are just, people just don't understand that yet. And I just, uh, for, for, a, a, for a great deal of them, this applies. They're still carnal. Amen. They're envy and divisions and Hallelujah. I mean, I mean you, you, there are so many Christians that are so divisive over, over Baptists and Methodists and Pentecostal and Charismatic, they're just hung up on it. Amen. Hallelujah. They lift up their denomination more than they ever lifted up Jesus. And we get caught up in that stuff, stuff because we are carnal. Maybe we're born again, but we've got to move on to be spiritual and not act like mere men. Amen. You're carnal and, and, not beha- and behaving like mere men, like somebody who's not been born again, who's something like somebody who doesn't have the life of God on the inside of them. Amen. Hallelujah. For when one says, I am of Paul or I'm Baptist, or another, I'm Apollos, I'm Pentecostal, are you not carnal? Well, help us, Jesus. So there's natural, carnal, and spiritual. Amen. The Amplified says, uh, chapter 3 here, verse 1, However, brethren, I could not talk to you as to spiritual men, but as to non-spiritual men of the flesh in whom the carnal nature predominates, as to mere infants in the new, new life in Christ, unable to talk yet. I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for you are not yet strong enough to be ready for it. But even yet you are not strong enough to be ready for it. For you are still unspiritual, leaving, uh, having the nature of the flesh under the control of ordinary impulses. For as long as there are crying and jealousy and wrangling and factions among you, are you not uh, unspiritual and of the flesh, behaving yourselves after a human standard 
like mere unchanged men. So our purpose should always be, I don't have time to go on that, but I've taught on that weeks at a time, carnal, spiritual, uh, and, and uh, natural. Amen. And we want to always examine ourselves and, and be working towards it. Our purpose should always be uh, to strive to be spiritual people. If we get not, thank God for the blood, thank God for the grace of God. The grace of God is not a license to sin. The grace of God, uh, the Bible says in Titus that it teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and live righteously, soberly in this present world. Now, uh, grace is what saved, we're saved by grace, not by works. And I'm talking to you about a way to live that would be great and wonderful, but the way to salvation is not living the way I'm talking about. Jesus is the way to salvation, and Jesus is the way to this. And, and, and this is the life that will please you. And if I get to it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it on you. Amen. Uh, and, and, and the reason God wants us to live this way is because he wants to love us. And he wants to bless us. And he wants us to have all the good things that he's offered because he wants your neighbor and your cousins and the people you work with to see the goodness of God in you and cause them to want what you have. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalm 85. There's some, there, and and, and as, as a church, we have to have it because we're believing for, we're praying for more and more of the glory of God, for more and more miracles because according to the Bible, it's right. Now, we don't see it everywhere. We don't see it enough, but we've, we've seen it some. Praise God. We've got it right a time or two. Something happened. Amen. But I believe in these last days we're going to see it more and more and more. Now, this is Psalm 85. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back cap the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sin. Selah, that means stop and think about that. You have taken away all your wrath. You have turned from the fierceness of your angle, anger. Restore us, O God, of our salvation, and cause your anger toward us to cease. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. So if we could translate that according to the Passion Translation, to those who reverently and, and, and worshipfully live in awe of him. Praise God. Love him and honor him and honor his word. Surely salvation is near to those that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed uh, truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven yes the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase you know what this is talking about it's talking about Jesus and Psalm 85 was written Jesus hadn't come yet amen but he's getting ready to God knew it amen this is talking about Jesus he was the perfect answer amen and now the only difference between the saints and the ain'ts is the want to and us saints need to be getting on with this so that the ain'ts will see what we got and decide to come on over. And now we didn't have that, 
So we'd have to preach to all the ain'ts. You're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell for living like that. God's going to judge you. Bad things are going to happen to you. And that's not true at all. But people say and preach stuff like that and get upset and get into isms and schisms because nobody's doing right. Amen. But this says, we just do it. He's going, he's going to show the glory. Those who live in awe of Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. God doesn't give His precious things to those that don't desire them. Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine. Amen. Uh, uh, do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before the swine, for they, lest they trample them under their feet and, and tear you in pieces. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Listen to this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, or people going free. That's what liberty is. There is people going free. Now the Lord's that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is. We want Him here. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. From glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. We need the glory. We need the presence of God. God's doing something, saints. I'm telling you. God is really... Uh, doing something, uh, you know. I was just telling Misty. Uh, I got a, I got took one of the keyboards that's here in the closet, and took it home and set it up, and I just started playing around, and and uh, it, you know every day I get, get on it a couple times, and I just sang praises to God, and when she's not there, I mean I really sing. Me and the dog, you know, we just we just let it all hang out, and I'm telling you, I, I have felt and sensed the presence of God coming down like weight on my shoulders, like he's just pouring it on me. And I mean, I sang a phrase, and then it'll just hit me. And I, 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 you know, that may not mean nothing to you, but it means something to me, because God is getting us ready, and he's getting me ready. Praise God. He's getting me ready. I mean, I told Misty I had a dream the other night, and uh, we were getting ready to do something awesome. It was a bigger building, a bigger place, and it was like it was so awesome that something had to happen to all the ministers. And it was like I knew something had happened to Wes. I knew he'd had an encounter, and, and it's something glorious had happened to him. And I knew something had happened to Andrew. And, and uh, so I was thinking, well, I don't know if it's really happened to me or not. You know, I've been, I've been pressing in. I've been fighting. I've been, you know, doing the best I can, in, you know, because I love him, because I live in awe of him. And so I was walking to this other part of the building, and, and uh, I got back in the back and I was meditating on that because it, it was just like a, to really hook up, you know, to what God's going to do. I mean, we've got to be ready. I mean, you know, the, the glory, you don't understand. People don't really understand what the glory does to you, what, what the presence of God really does to you. And so I'm walking back in this, in this new part and it's where the sanctuary is going to be. I mean, it's a big old building. It's huge. It's got a courtyard. It's got a courtyard twice the size of this that you just walk through. It's just pretty. Hallelujah. And so I walked through the courtyard on back to the back. And, and uh, I got back there. I got back there and I was walking down a, a, a corridor. And it was like a, in a wall behind the sanctuary. And the power of God just hit me and I just I elevated. And I just went up there and I floated for like three or four minutes. I just floated around. I was just floating down the hall and I'd hit the ceiling every now and then to keep going in the right direction. So, and, and all the workers, people was there working, getting stuff ready, getting it all ready. And they were, they were like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, and I just float on over them. 
<laughs> right? It just float on by. And, 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 and that did that for a while. And then somebody come and, and you know, they're talking to me. I said, now don't touch me. I don't want this to stop. I don't want it to stop. And some way or another, I got out of the vibration and I floated back down. <laughs> I floated back down to the ground. But I, I told her, I said, I don't know. That, that seems so, seems so weird, but it also seems so spiritual. I believe he's getting us ready for something. But it's going to take the glory of God and we ain't going to get there spiritual. We ain't going to get there by natural wisdom. We're going to get there by yielding to him more of Jesus and less of me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the church has been so hindered in these last days, and, and people don't want to walk in the Spirit because they want to say that everything that happens is up to God and nothing depends on us. Well, a lot depends on us believing God. A lot depends on us worshiping Him reverentially. In awe of him learning his word, knowing his word, letting his word cause all that to, to flow out of us. Amen. Not because we keep the rules so we got, got the key to a lock. Or something like, well, God, I've done this, so now you've got to do that. It don't work that way. He wants us just to believe him and love him. Surely his salvation is near to those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. And is ready to be appropriated that the manifest presence of God, his glory, may tabernacle and abide in our land. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God and His Word are worthy of respect. Amen. You know, everything's just too shallow and too light. And, and uh, we don't reverence the things of God enough. Our reverence really shows how deep we really are. Amen. And we must increase. Hallelujah. Amplified of Hebrews 12, 28 says, Let us therefore, receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. God is awesome. Amen. The right fear of the Lord, when you got the right fear of the Lord, it, it, it is accompanied by comfort. Amen. I love Him and I fear Him. He that abideth under the shadow of the Most High. Praise God, there's a comfort that goes with it. But the wrong fear of the Lord, when people get it wrong, it always involves torment. And you're tormented, you feel like you're coming up short, you feel like you're not good enough. Amen. Now listen, all sin and come short of the glory of God. But he said if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts 9, 31 said this, and I've claimed this and confessed it many times. Then the churches throughout all Judea, this is the early church, this is the early reign, now we're in the latter reign. Then, then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. There's your spiritual church growth formula right there. Amen. Hallelujah. We had peace. We had peace with God. And we're edified, built up. And the fear of the Lord, the reverential of the Lord. And in the, uh, in the fear of the Lord, walking in the fear of the Lord, living that way. Living, uh, honoring God, loving God, just wanting to please God. Amen. In the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Amen. We get this right. It's not just be added to. It'll be multiplied. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know if I've helped you. Praise God. 
Let me find a jumping off place. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not perfect, but we've got to recognize when we get shifted off course, we've got to get back on course. Amen. You know, uh, we're in war. Amen. You know, I watch a lot of war stuff in westerns, and, and uh, I like World War II and, and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, when, a, when one of their guys gets shot, they don't f- fuss at him, you wimp. You know, they get him and try to help him. If they can save him, they try to save him. They don't leave nobody behind. Amen. Well, that's what we're going to do in the body of Christ. Amen. And, and, and listen, I know he's after us. I'm not going to stand up here and pretend to you that, that there's not challenges. He know, he, he don't want, he, he's all for religion, dead religion, having a form of godliness and not having the power. You can have that. You can have that, but th- this, this, this gets me. This stirs my heart. Amen. This is God's going to have a people. He's worthy of a people. Amen. He died for me. He paid a debt that I could not pay. And so, you know, I'm going to sing a few hymns on Sunday, but that's my Christianity. No, I don't think, that, I don't think that's how it works. So, n- not for me anyway. I want to honor him with my life. I, d- just the promises about my family. Amen. And I think I've seen enough to know that he honors this. Because I told him. And, and listen, listen. The key is not in reading a bunch of books on being a good parent. Because I didn't. I read a few, but I said, that's too complicated for me. And, and I, told, I told Misty, this is it. The Lord told me this maybe yesterday, the day before. He said, we don't pray first. In so many things, we don't pray first. Before decisions. Amen. Before making decisions, if we'd really pray. Hallelujah, we just rush into things. Get pressured into them. But he said the key is to pray first. And so, one thing I did when Tiffany was a little bitty baby. And she was throwing up. She'd drink ski and... I think, oh boy, it's going to stay down this time. And then about the time I was about to relax. <laughs> I mean, the flat fountain, it just, whoa, all over everything again. You know, for about the third or fourth time. Some of y'all mamas and daddies have been there and seen that. And, you know, I just prayed and, and kept praying and believing God. And her mother was gone somewhere and it was, that was it. It was just us. And, uh. So, I, so I, I, I said that day, I mean, I was, I was seriously praying because I was desperate. And I said, Lord, I said, uh, I'll serve you. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll do my best. I said, but my, my, my family, my children, got to be saved. My, you know, they got to be saved. I don't want to save the world and lose my family. And I said, I don't know how to do all this. And I need you to help me. I didn't know how to be a husband. And, and uh uh, didn't know nothing about it. They, they had shows on TV, some people talking about marriage, how marriage should be done. I got mad. I got mad at it. I said, you're just making it hard. I'm trying to work hard. I'm trying to make a living for my family. And, and you know, telling me that I ought to be opening doors, opening doors and being romantic. And I said, man, I get up out of bed every morning 
and I go to work. I work two hours overtime every day. You know, come on now, give me a, give me a break here. And I, I and you tell me I got to do all this and got to do all that. And, and you know, somebody else was hearing all that and telling me, yeah, that's how you ought to be. That's the way you're supposed to be. That's a, they're talking about the Bible right there. You know, and, and, and I, I said, one time I said, that's not of God. That's just causing strife. Amen? Because I'm doing the best I know how to do. Well, I was living in the reverential awesome of God. So I talked to him. And he said, yeah, that's right. I said, Lord, I don't know how to do that. You're going to have to teach me. You're going to have to show me. Amen. And he will. Pray first. Amen. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Ricky, start the prayer music. I've got to get out of here. I hope I've left you with something. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? This is Jesus. Then come to me. I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways. And you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Amen. I don't know where everybody's at. Somebody may be listening by the internet. But, I mean, if we don't want to be closer to God, there's something wrong, bad. Something bad, wrong. But Jesus is bigger than that. But I'd set my heart to be free. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to have a little prayer. Father God, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray for those present and those listening as your servant. Glory to God. Your word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. You are God and we are your people. You told us how to be that and We've done that. You told us that if we had asked, we'd receive. That if we'd seek, we'd find. Lord, we're seeking you. You said that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we've all sinned and we've all come short and we've all got our eyes off of you, got our eyes on other things. Lord, we're sorry. We're sorry. We've compared ourselves to others. Lord, nothing matters but us and you. Nothing matters but you and how we walk with you. And Lord, as far as you're concerned, you love us with the unimaginable, un- un- understandable love. Lord, we just yield to that love right now. Lord, we yield to you. We bow down before you. Bow down before him in your heart. Say, Lord, have your way in me. I want your will, not mine. I want to walk with you and talk with you. I want to grow in you. I want to bear fruit in your heavenly kingdom. And when it's all said and done, you know, Lord, uh, if you tarry your coming, I want it to be well for my children. 
I want them to be blessed. I want, I want it to be set up where uh, generation after generation walks with you and walks in the blessing. We give it all to you, Lord. We believe it. You said if we'd ask the Father in your name, he'd do it. So, Lord, I'm asking you to start, start something new and afresh. We reverence you. We have the fear of the Lord in the right way. We honor you. And, and because of that, we fear nothing or no one else. We trust in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, have your way in this place. In all that we do and all that we say. Lord, we're going to walk in the comfort of your spirit and, and of the reverential awe of the Lord and your peace. And we believe we're going to see multiplication take place. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Use me. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. And all God's children said, Amen and Amen. Well, God bless you all. We'll see you Wednesday night.